0: everybody, this is Bill Knauer and you're listening to Author to Author, where we talk about writing and life. Because what it takes to write the book you want to write is also what it takes to lead the life you want to lead. It's true. Author to Author is brought to you by Author Magazine, premier free writing magazine on the internet featuring all kinds of articles on writing and publishing and the writing life. You know, just the emotional toil that it is to write story. It's never been written before. Uh, and also video interviews with best-selling and award-winning authors across the genres. I'm going to be, uh, well, currently Cami Garcia. My conversation with Cami Garcia is up there. And uh, the YA writer, very interesting uh, conversation with her. I'm going to be talking to Oh, nonfiction writer turned fiction writer, David Laskin. His book is debuting today. It's coming out. So I'll be talking to him, and uh, that'll be next one. So it's all there. It's all there on AuthorMagazine.org, and we are funded by the fabulous people at the Pacific Northwest Writers Association. They have been supporting writers from pen to publication since 1955, and they're still doing it. We're going to be doing a mini conference in the beginning of the summer. Yes, we will. And we will be, uh, of course, doing the big conference in September. So uh, go check all that out. Check it out. Uh, I will be teaching a memoir writing. Yes, I will. at uh, Right on the river. When is that? April 10th? Yes, April 10th. All day thing. Very reasonable. Right on the river it is. So this will be virtual. If you're into memoir writing, a personal essay, go check that out. RightOnTheRiver dot com, I think, or dot org. I don't know. Just Google Right On The River. You can't miss it. Uh, so that'll be something I'm doing. If you're into this. that's that's sort of my gig, teaching the memoir and the personal essay. Also, I don't often do this, but just a quick note. Next week, uh, I'm, I'm going to be won't be live, but I'm pre-recording a conversation with someone I've been wanting to talk to for a long time, Martha Beck, wonderful uh, memoirist, uh, life coach, stuff. Anyway, she's just awesome, and so yeah, she's going to be on next week. She's got a new book out the way of integrity and i can't wait to talk to her so that's something to look forward to but hey hey you know what today is you know what today is well it's march 16th but it's pub day for laura malene walter today's guest yes her book drops today and she's on our show laura has written for poets and writers kenyan review the sun ninth letter the master's review and many others she has been a tin house scholar a recipient of the Ohio Ana Library Association's Walter Rumsey Marvin Grant, and a writer-in-residence at Yaddo, the Chautauqua Institution, and Art O'My oh Writers. Laura is currently a writer-editor for the Cleveland Public Library. She serves as editor-in-chief of Gordon Square Review and blogs for the Kenyan Review. And her book, her new novel, Just Out, Body of Stars, getting a lot of rave reviews and she's with us now yes she is Laura how you doing
1: hi I'm great thank you so much for having me I'm excited to chat with you
0: well I'm excited to have you on there's been a lot of buzz about your book and Mm -hmm. it's out it's out I know it's
1: so surreal
0: yeah yeah how you feeling how does it does it feel does today feel any different does it feel like yesterday
1: (laughs) <laughs> no, it feels different. I've had a lot of messages from friends and family and seeing people post pictures of the book that they finally have. And it's it's been a long journey. I'm so excited. It's a little strange that I can't meet everyone in person, but yeah. it's still wonderful to connect online. So I'm just really excited and thrilled.
0: You know, I've got a book coming out in June and I I've decided it's going to be Probably going to be a virtual launch. And I was, was a little disappointed about that. But then I thought, God, I've got family and friends all over the country that would never be able to come to the launch. And they'll exactly. be able to be there if they want to be. They can be there. <laughs> that would <it>. so <laughs> be the real is, test. But there is an upside to it, right? I mean, you have friends outside of Cleveland.
1: Sure, sure, of course. Somewhere, and right. You know, I'll be host, hosting, doing some virtual events with bookstores across the country, and it is admittedly a lot easier to be able to do it from home, yeah. even though I do love to travel. So I think, you know, the world will reopen, but for right now, this is, I feel very lucky to be in this yeah. position, for sure.
0: So said long journey. I, I, If there is such a thing as a career path, <laughs> Very funny. Career path for the literary writer, which I think, would you describe mm-hmm. yourself that way? J- loosely? I would, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, if if there is a career path for the literary writer, it would go MFA, short fiction published in literary journals, collection of short stories, and then the first novel. And that sort of describes you, yeah?
1: It it does. I would say, though, I received my MFA. I went to get my MFA a bit later than uh, perhaps oh, most okay. writers. Right. So after undergrad, where I did study writing in undergrad, I then, based on some very wise advice, I think, from people in my life, I decided I wanted to enter the quote unquote real world and get <laughs> a job and uh-huh. um, see what that's all about. And so for a number of years, uh, I did that. I worked as a trade magazine journalist and I had other right. jobs in the nonprofit sector. Um, and then later I decided to get to MFA and, so it's I do have a lot of the elements that might be classic, but I when I look back on my trajectory, I think of a lot of time just on my own reading and writing, going to local community writing groups, meeting writing friends right, that way. Right. Uh, so outside of, of the academic environment, just sticking with it, yeah, which is hard. Uh,
0: yeah, it is. But you know, there really is no. I mean, you know, you can go, to, you can get your MFA, which is helpful, I guess. Maybe I don't know. I didn't get one, but I, I mean, it, it's like there's nothing in the end replaces you sitting down in front of that computer or however it is you write and doing it. That's really where the learning happens. Yeah.
1: Exactly, and an MFA. I love my time in MFA. I met some lifelong friends there, but I definitely don't think any writer needs an MFA. And it's it's really funny. I went into it. Uh, honestly, I wanted an excuse to be able to quit my job and have a funded program and still have health insurance. <laughs> that was the whole thing <laughs> for me. I wanted oh. a two-year break to focus on my right. writing um, with some sort of structure that I felt right. security. Um, and so I went into it just thinking, I know this will have no professional, uh, you know, end game for me. Um, I didn't plan to go into teaching, and I know how difficult that market is. So I just wanted right. to focus on my writing. So it's funny to look back on it. I know my writing grew in the program, but really what I feel I gained overall from the program was professional experience. That is when I first started to teach. It's when right. I started teaching, you know, in a classroom, but also in writing workshops and yeah. I edited the journal. So, and now I edit a journal. So it really gave me a lot of professional skills. Uh, so it sort of flipped. My expectations were flipped for what I got out of it, but it was fantastic. interesting.
0: Yeah. The sort of professional skills that, that the sort of like, um, uh, that, that sort of are in orbit around the novelist. You know, there's a lot of, I mean, you can maybe mm-hmm. just write novels, but usually the novelist has uh, has other things he or she does, you know, in, that, that are ancillary. They're a lot of fun, too, to get you out of the house, if nothing else, and pay some bills. <laughs> so it, so that's interesting. So it's going to teach you about being an editor and about being a teacher. And you've got to find out if you actually like it, right? You've got to see if you actually exactly. like teaching, right? Because it's different exactly. than writing. It's not the same thing. Oh, it's completely
1: different, and I have found a lot of joy teaching. I teach for a local nonprofit here, Literary Cleveland, and so I Mm -hmm. I like teaching adults who are coming to writing with an interest. They're coming to it specifically. They're interested in it. They want to learn, and they're eager to learn, and so I've really enjoyed that. Mm -hmm.
0: Laura, I will tell you, I got asked to go teach at a high school, the high school creative writing class. We come in and just teach, you know, just be there for two periods, you know, back to back. Right. Mm-hmm. And I got I said, sure. You know, they'll pay me to do it. Okay, fine. I'd love to talk to these youngsters. And I was like, as soon as I was in there and they came trundling in with all their boredom and irritability, I thought they don't want me here. I don't even know if they want to be here. And I thought about the people who would pay money to come to my classes and like, they all want to be here. And if they don't want to be here, they can leave, but the kids don't have that. Even in college, they don't really, they could leave, but it's a, not the same thing. I so prefer the adults who are in it because they actually want to be there.
1: Right, and and I think, of course, it depends on a lot of factors and where you're teaching, but I think this also, especially in this year, highlights just how important of a job teachers have and how I value teachers of high school, of college. It's such a hard job, which I think is, I always knew I wanted to focus on my writing and and really try to make a go of it, try to get a novel published. And so I knew teaching, because I do, I always cared about my students. And if you really put the time in, if you're teaching, whether it's a creative writing class or an English composition class, it, it takes up so much of your time to to read the essays and give students the attention yeah. they frankly yeah. deserve and so um the people who do do that they have all my respect
0: for sure so you said well, this has been a long journey I, and if you it sounds like you're someone who was interested in writing from pretty early on is that fair to say
1: yes yes always okay. kind of your classic story since i was a child i was right. in love with books and writing
0: and so you probably had your eye on the novel. If you're interested in, in fiction, you probably had your head, you know, the idea of, a, of publishing a novel probably was probably glowing in your imagination from fairly early on, yeah?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Even though you didn't know what the novel was. Well, the only reason I mentioned this is because here you are, and now from the first moment you thought, I want to write, and as soon as you think you want to write, you probably are thinking, I want to write a novel. And then there's this, inc- not always, but this long journey from that I'd like that to hear you are actually publishing the novel where it's for the now you have actually reached the end point of that first little dream yeah
1: Yes, and it, it took a lot to get here. It took so much persistence and dedication. I mean, I know you hear this from all writers, but it really well, did. It yeah. you know, And I was someone who, when I was very young, I I was always told I had talent all the time, from right. different sources. And right. so I thought, right. oh, well, I have a natural talent. Maybe it will be a little easier for me, which is very laughable. And you could tell that's the thinking of a, a very young, inexperienced, naive <laughs> right. writer. And I had to learn slowly, especially after college college, I was writing a lot of short fiction, and then I tried to write a novel, and then I tried to write another novel, and I had to really come to terms with talent won't alone won't get your novel out there in the world. It takes so much work and learning, and you have to humble yourself and
0: do that work over time. You know what you also have to do? I do think this is, I mean, this was a huge journey for me in terms of learning what I actually wanted, the kind of story I wanted to tell and how I wanted to tell it. That was a lot, I mean, this was like decades long of swimming in waters i should, never should have been in but but mine is an unusual story but i do think you it's not enough to i you, it's not enough to want to write you actually have to have a story you want to tell you have to know how to find a story you want to tell you have to know the difference between you one you really want to tell and one that you just kind of could tell i mean you've got to actually discover what it is you're interested in writing is, itself can- isn't enough right
1: Yes, I could not agree with you more. And I think that was part of my problem. When I was younger, and I was trying to write novels, I think I was approaching it from the point of view of I want to write a novel. And if that's all you're coming, if that's all you're bringing to the table, it's not going to be an interesting novel to anyone else. And so it took a lot of failure. It took a lot of you know, rejection and failure and self-loathing until I finally, as you just said, I thought, what am I really interested in? What story yeah. will interest me? And I originally came up with the idea for Body of Stars back in 2012. That is a long okay. time ago. Now, I didn't yeah. work on it steadily throughout. But I think that also shows how much you have to believe in an idea and be genuinely yeah. interested in it to pursue it over that time. Because if you lose interest and if it doesn't really strike you and really grab you, if you don't truly believe in it, um, to keep up that level of work for long enough to find an agent and then to get published, um, yeah. it just won't happen.
0: And so the idea – now, this, I don't – I'm kind of interested in how people come to ideas, but with something like this. Because I know how it goes it grows from the smallest weirdest places and then it takes shape. <laughs> I know how it works. But but this is interesting because it's a dystopian book and um, and the kind, one of the premises is is that in this future is it futuristic is it in the future or is it sort of just an alternate reality it's an, uh, alter, an alternate okay. world. And so in this one women's sort of markings on their bodies determines like they can be read to determine their this, the woman, like their birthmarks or moles or whatever, will kind of guide is like a map to their can be read to determine their future, right?
1: Yes, correct.
0: That's one of the premises, right? So, but but that I mean that's sort of like the physical premise of the novel. But there's a greater sort of uh, societal psychological theme that's at play here. And I'm always curious when it's something like this where it's a metaphor for something. Did you did you have a theme you were interested in and then found the the mapping? Or did it start with the mapping and then that leads you to the theme?
1: It started with the mapping, but the yeah. theme, the I very, very so. beginning.
0: I thought <laughs> right. so, but okay, I didn't want to jump in. All right, yeah, so it started with the mapping. Can you remember right. when but you first the, had the idea?
1: Yes, exactly. I know exactly okay. where I was. Tell I me. was at a writing conference, and I was in a craft class, and uh-huh. we were asked. To uh, we read an Amy Bender story and I love Amy Bender okay. and we All were right. asked as a class oh let's you know take a few minutes we're gonna do a writing exercise come up with your own speculative premise um, involving the body in some way and right. I looked down at my arm at a few moles on my arm and the idea just came to me what if these Ow. patterns of these moles could predict the future And I started writing, you know, not expecting anything would come out of it. And I started writing a few paragraphs, and I just immediately had the main character, Celeste, and that she had a brother, Miles. And I knew that only women would have this ability. And so I put, you know, the protagonist with a male figure. Um, So I knew there'd be tension there. And I, even though I couldn't articulate back then what this would mean specifically, I knew that this was opening the door to a world where you know, women both control the future but are also made vul- vulnerable by their own power and how this could play and to serve as a mirror for all sorts of, of cultural issues happening right. right now in our actual world. So it, right. it kind of was like a little packet that exploded that day wow. and it just took me a long time to untangle it and figure it all out.
0: What do you think about that? What do you think about that, that, uh, that creation myth? That uh, origin story of this book how, what when you like what is it what do you make of that do you, do, you, do you think about it do you does it tell you anything else about life or your life or is it just well that's how that happened
1: i think I think it just speaks to the nature of creativity, and I also think I might not have come up with that idea that quickly or been so what really mattered was I had an innate confidence that I needed to follow this and that it was it could become right. something and right. I don't think in my younger years I would have been experienced enough to know that. I also think by that point I had been coming up with a lot of ideas for stories and some failed novels. And right. I, you know, creativity is like a muscle. And the more you're coming up with ideas, the more you're thinking creative, creatively, the easier ideas like that can come to you. So it's, it's a practice that you have
0: to develop. Don't you think also because you were in a class and – You know, you were just doing an exercise in the class because that's what you were doing, Uh, because there was no pressure on you, because you weren't trying to come up with a real, quote, novel idea. Don't you think that lack of pressure and expectation frees you up a little bit, sometimes lets something through?
1: Yes, absolutely. That must have been part of it, because at the time… In general, I'll I'll let you in on a secret. When I'm in a group writing class and we're asked to do an exercise there on the spot, like around yeah. other people, I yeah. often come up with nothing because I feel yeah. um, pressure or not pressure, but it. It, yeah, it. there's other people there, <laughs> right? Yeah, right, it's,
0: it's not, right. It's not.
1: It's not. I like really privacy, the best environment. Yeah.
0: Same. Yeah, I'm the so same way. Yeah. yeah. So
1: I I didn't have expectations that day. Often I'll do these class exercises and write almost nothing you know and so I think the fact that I felt free I definitely was not sitting there thinking oh maybe I'll write the first line that will become my first novel in nine years I wasn't thinking that at all and so yes I think you're right that probably freed me up and then once I started writing and felt excited by it then I could really really let myself get started and start thinking about it seriously
0: um, all right, and so then you start thinking about it. But did you? When did you actually start writing it? Like sit down and say, "Okay, I'm actually writing this thing." And and by the way, did you have to? Was the fact that it had a speculative nature to it? Because I know how it works with literary fiction. There can be a lot of weird. Um, Biases about what is and what isn't, and is this too science fictiony? Is it not? And you know, people can fall into that, or or we can mm-hmm. determine that we put ourselves in a box. Was the fact that it was speculative was that a problem for you, or is that just that was sort of where you were swimming anyway?
1: It was not a problem for me. This was the first time I tried to write a novel that was speculative. I had been. Starting to do that with short stories, but oh, okay. um, I was reading work that you know the work that I had back then, the Age of Miracles, I had read, which is a speculative premise. Um, and of course, I love I love Margaret Atwood, and so yeah, I, was think say, yeah. I knew there was yeah I knew there was room for it. I, there were times when I was writing the book when I thought I don't know what this is, <laughs> yeah, yeah, genre bending, but I also yeah. knew from my years of, you know, reading about writing and writers and the publishing world that when it comes down to it, you have to write what you want to write. You can't start out thinking from a marketing angle. You can't do that. So I decided I'm just going to write this and see what happens.
0: Yeah. No, I think it's critical because, you know, here's the truth. People don't know what they want, actually. Like the publishers think, I mean, maybe some publishers think they know what the people want, but they don't know. People know what they want when they see it. And to some degree, Mm -hmm. I always think it's the writer's job to teach people why their idea is so cool, teach people why they want to read about women who can have their future read on their body or about a, a, a school that teaches kids to do magic or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, our job is to show them why what we're interested in is interesting. And exactly. Exactly. You know, and if we, and we can convince them, then if, we're, if, if we believe in it, then that's – or I should say the only way to do that is if we actually believe in the thing we're interested in, if that makes sense
1: it does make sense and i also think all readers and and anyone in the publishing industry can recognize when something feels fresh and exciting and yeah. when when the writer is excited about their work and really putting their heart into it i think that can translate on the page and and so i mean this you know writing is hard sitting down at the writing desk is hard trying to publish is really hard and so why why would we do this unless we were actually pursuing the work that we're interested in and that we love
0: amen that's right. And that's right. And, and yes, when it's fresh and, and really alive, publishers can tell, but don't, you can't, I should say to our listeners, you can't intellectually come up with something fresh. It'll be fresh if it's something true to you, because what could be fresher than something that comes out of you? Because you're the only one of you there is, right? So if it's mm-hmm, fresh to definitely. you, then that means it has to be fresh by definition. Mm-hmm, yep. Right. Okay. So, okay, good. So now it's out. And this is a book that will it will spark some conversations. I think. I think it's that kind of a book. You know, uh, it's not typically what we think of as sort of book group books, but it's got. A, you know, it's a conversation starter. Are you are you eager to have those conversations, or do you just want people to say, "I like it." Goodbye. What's your? <laughs> and what do you anticipate?
1: Um, well, I mean, I do anticipate. I hopefully anticipate some conversations. I think there's a lot of conversation to be had around this book. It deals with some. Fairly heavy topics uh, that relate to a lot of current events going on in our world right now. And it, yeah. it is a critique on things like rape culture or even just the question of women, women's autonomy and how much a woman has control over her own body and in the book, her own future. And so right. it at times you know, it might, I wouldn't call it controversial, but I think, you know, different readers will definitely bring different perspectives to it. And, and I'm, I'm curious and interested to see the reaction. And ultimately, you know, I think speculative fiction operates as a mirror. And so I'm, you know, the book in some ways is reflecting back to our world. So I'm really curious, you know, what people will, will see in that mirror and what they'll make of it.
0: I always think it's interesting when you're writing about these things that if you're going to write about you know, um, women's autonomy or, or lack thereof. You mm-hmm. have to have, you have to be able to dip into your own feel, at least feeling that you don't have autonomy. Whether you feel like you actually, what the lived reality is, you had to have had a, and some experience where you at least believed you didn't have autonomy to be able to dig in and write from that, yeah? Whatever it is well, you're writing, you have, to have believed it on some level about yourself, even for just a moment, so you have something to draw from.
1: Well, I mean it it just comes down to being a woman in, in today's world, um, for sure. And, you know, I'm I count myself a, a lucky and privileged person, but even so being a woman and living in a country where our bodies are actually regulated and um women aren't paid equally. I mean, these are just these just facts of life and sometimes right. it's something way smaller than that where You know, if if you feel as a woman that a man doesn't take you as seriously um, or talk over you, things like this. Um, So it's definitely, the book is fiction. I should say it's not an autobiographical (laughs) novel. (laughs) I mean, hopefully, obviously, if it has its premise, it's like asking if Harry Potter is fiction. But, um, you know, it's definitely fictional. But for sure, I was pulling on, you know, not just my personal experiences, but what what is going on in the
0: world in a larger way. Well, and what's going on and how you feel about it? Right? I just feel like as a writer, there's nothing better than your own lived, exp- your own emotional experience of things, at least. Even if you're just watching someone tell a story about her experience, your emotional reaction to it is a thing that you'll draw upon to write about more than anything else. Yeah, it's it all what you have gone. Ga- how you feel about stuff is the best source of material, I mm-hmm. feel, I think, you know, even if you're not living it exactly. Does that make sense?
1: It does. And it's, I think all good fiction, it gets to the emotional truth of the matter, no matter what the story is about, whether it's a realist story or whether
0: it's speculative. So
1: yeah, absolutely. Trying to get at truth, whatever, whatever your truth is or what truth you're trying to express.
0: Yeah. And so, okay. So this is the, the realization of a long dream, uh, not just for this book, but for books in general. What, what about it was, was different than what you expect, what you believed back when you were just a little 20 year old puppy and still dreaming of it. What is different about now that you've actually done it that you could tell Uh, her about, uh,
1: about actually publishing a book.
0: Yeah. Just, yeah. Finishing it and actually publishing it, like finishing one that you wanted to finish and actually publishing it.
1: I think that a writing career is usually a long, slow build That there is, everyone always feels they're in a hurry. I felt I was in a hurry back then when I was, you know, 22 or or whenever I was trying to write novels. There is really no hurry. Most writers take many years to develop their skills enough um, and develop their you know storytelling abilities and what stories they want to tell it takes time and that's okay that's actually yeah. a good thing because you're growing as a person you're growing as a writer and so it's better to wait and put in your time into the manuscript or write a new manuscript don't be afraid to try yeah. something new and um, and so it's it's just not fearing the passing of time so much and just <laughs> focusing i mean well as a writer yeah it's true talking it's about true. That, Right, no,
0: right. it's so true. God, I'll tell you what, Laura, it's it's absolutely true. And if you had sat me down when I was 22 and told me how long it was going to take for things to mm-hmm. – I would have just – I would have put a bolt in my head right then maybe. I think I would have thought, <laughs> no way, no way can I endure that. I've got right. to have it right here, right now, but it's so true. I mean, would you have listened? Would you have listened if someone had sat you down and said, this is how long it's going to take? Would you have just said, shut up? I'm going to get this for three, two or three <laughs> I years? I mean,
1: I think – I think even back then, I was really serious about being a writer. So I had read a lot of writers' interviews, and I read industry publications. So I think intellectually, uh, I would have said, oh, okay, I understand it takes a long time. But deep down, I was in a hurry, and I wanted it to happen, and I wanted it to happen now. And it it, it doesn't, and the fact that it took me longer than I expected is – and not a bad thing in my book. I am just, I'm really proud that I stuck with it because I think yeah. that's the main part of the battle. A lot of writers, you know, eventually either stop writing or slow the process because it is so hard. It's a tough, yeah. it's a tough thing to do. And so I'm proud that I never, ever, ever stopped or gave up.
0: Good for you. Good for you. All right. So you're doing, okay, so today's pub date, March 16th. So if people are listening live. Uh, could they go to your launch? Is your launch happening at some point this evening?
1: Yes. It's happening okay. at 7 o'clock Eastern. It's being okay. hosted by Cuyahoga County Public Library. And it will be fun. We'll have a cocktail demonstration. And I have a special <laughs> guest. It's called the Poetry Psychic Project. We'll be there. So it won't be your standard literary event. Oh, You're okay. trying to make it fun.
0: And so if people want to do that, if they go to your website, which is what? Yes. What is your website, Laura?
1: Mm-hmm. com. And I have an event page that will have all the registration links. And, of course, everything is free and
0: virtual. Right. Okay. So people want to go to the guy. And by the way, by the way, Laura, you put out a tweet uh, yesterday that included me because I'm part of your promotion and oh my god, people! I don't know, you, you're a well-liked person because did they <laughs> ever come out for that? That was just great. The response was lovely, so you're you're doing it right. You're trying to publicize this thing. So okay, so if people, so if people are interested in this book or you, com and you got an events page that's all up to date, unlike my events page, which I'm sure is way out of date. So good for you, good for you. Uh, listen, this is exciting, exciting stuff. Uh, It's so great that this part of your journey is now underway. I am not done with you yet. However, I've got one more question for you. What I'd like you to do is finish this sentence. If writing has taught you anything, it's taught you what?
1: Dedication. And I think by that I mean not just the persistence to really carry on through all the time it takes to build a writing career, but, you know, to build a successful career like many people would like to have, I think you have to be truly interested in the writing world, the world of books. You have to read a lot, write a lot, um, push through rejection, push through really bad drafts that you've written, and remain dedicated to it as, as an art form and as a career.
0: Yeah, it's true. It is so true. This is a, this is a, this is a, a, a job for the long haul. You got to like mm-hmm. the long haul. Yeah. Well, Laura, you're on your way. You're on your way, my dear. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank
1: you so much. Thank you. All
0: right. Have fun tonight.
1: Okay. Thank you. Thanks so much. All right.
0: All right. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, people, persistence. Stay with it. Stay with it. Just stay with it. And everything... The flower blooms. It just does. Just water it and water it and water it. Again, I'm going to be back next week with, uh, it won't be live, but I'll post it at the same time, my conversation with Martha Beck. And uh, I want to thank my producer, RJ Jeffries. Uh, we're having a lot of fun here. Yes, we are. I want everybody to go out there, find something you love to do, and then do it. Yes, indeed.